0: Everybody at TV is giving an opinion on this very important report that they have not read. I just saw a graphic on MSNBC,
1: breaking speculation. Sounds about right, don't it? It do. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm
2: wondering how I'll get down the stairs. To the left of me. Joke us to
1: the right. Here I am stuck in the
3: middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the
1: middle. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is, is the Bradcast. As heard on KPFK, 90.7 it's FM it's in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego. FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also heard in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. Out in Pennsylvania, Lancaster's WLRI, in Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, In Seattle, on KODX, in Goldendale, Washington, on KVGD, in Janesville, Wisconsin, on WADR, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul... On AM 950 KTNF, we also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day, five days a week on the Internet, at least five days, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us. But silly me, uh, I thought we might be able to take some calls on my uh, interview On Friday's show with national cybersecurity journalist Kim Zetter about Switzerland's plans for a nationwide Internet voting scheme, but for the fact that cybersecurity experts discovered when the Swiss opened up their system for independent experts to test that the cryptography cryptography scheme that was used to prove that votes counted were actually the votes that were cast by voters, Well, it turns out there's a backdoor that one single insider could use to replace every vote cast with different ballots and then still use that same cryptography scheme to prove that the fake voters were actually the real ones. That, uh, as we also discussed, Democrats planning to use various forms of online voting exactly like that. Switzerland has been using it in their uh, various Cantons; Those are their states for for some years they were going to go national and uh, did this national test beforehand, luckily, and found this problem. But Democrats are going to go to some form of remote online voting for their 2020 presidential caucuses next year by mandate from the DNC. Uh, and so, yeah, there's reasons to be concerned. And at the same time, jurisdictions from Georgia to Texas to Philadelphia to Ohio to right here in Los Angeles County are all moving to new unverifiable touchscreen voting schemes for voters at the polling place before the 2020 presidential election. That cybersecurity and voting system experts are begging them not to and pleading for handmarked paper ballots instead. But silly me. I thought we might be able to talk about that, but uh, something else seems to have happened over the weekend. I don't know if you heard about it. Did you hear about it, Des? There was Uh, some news over the weekend. There seemed to be some news breaking over the weekend. Uh, So if you missed, uh, we will get to that news in a half second here. But if you missed my interview on Friday uh, with Kim Zetter, I would urge you. Um, to download it uh, and when you get some free time. You can get grab it for free at bradblog.com because it was important as we barrel over a cliff towards the 2020 presidential elections when Americans might have the chance to replace a sitting president with one who is not known to be a criminal. But yes, <sighs> speaking of... Uh, Speaking of, uh, instead of uh, that, what I had hoped to talk about today, instead, well, quote, there was no obstruction, none whatsoever, and it was a complete and total exoneration. Donald Trump lied to reporters outside of Air Force One as he departed Mar-a-Lago in Florida for D.C. on Sunday. He said, quote, it's a shame that our country had to go through this. To be honest, it's a shame your president had to go through this. This was an illegal takedown. That failed. He lied again in describing the perfectly legal and appropriate probe of special counsel Robert Mueller just two days after Mueller had delivered his still confidential report based on nearly two years of investigation to Donald Trump's new attorney general, William Barr. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders declared falsely, quote, the special counsel did not find any collusion and did not find any obstruction. Attorney General Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein further determined there was no obstruction. The findings of the Department of Justice are a total and complete exoneration of the president of the United States, she said falsely. Top Republicans also seized on the news, falsely arguing that Trump has now been absolved of all wrongdoing. GOP Senate Judiciary Committee Lindsey Graham, who played golf on Sunday afternoon in Florida with the president, said in a statement, quote, Good day for the rule of law. Great day for President Trump and his team. The cloud hanging over President Trump has been removed by this report, Graham said. Bad day for those hoping the Mueller investigation would take President Trump down. Republican U.S. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California said, quote, it is abundantly clear without a shadow of a doubt there was no collusion. This case is closed. Democrats, however, saw things somewhat differently. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said in a joint statement on Sunday, quote, Given Mr. Barr's public record of bias against the special counsel's inquiry, he is not a neutral observer and is not in a position to make objective determinations about the Mueller report, which they said raises as many questions as it answers. They continued their call for the report's full release. They wrote that it, quote, demonstrates how urgent it is that the full report and underlying documentation be made public without any further delay, given Mr. Barr's public record of bias against the special counsel's inquiry. Yes, he, uh, before he was hired by Donald Trump to become his attorney general, uh, Barr had auditioned with an 18-page memo explaining why he believed that the Mueller probe was, quote, fatally flawed. The Democrats went on to say that Barr, quote, is not a neutral observer and not in a position to make objective determinations about the report, In a joint statement issued Sunday evening, the uh, Democratic chairs of the House Judiciary Intelligence and Oversight Committees slammed the decision by Attorney General Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein to not prosecute charges of clear obstruction of justice by the president of the United States, saying, quote, it is unacceptable that after special counsel Mueller, Spent 22 months meticulously uncovering this evidence, Attorney General Barr made a decision not to charge the president in under 48 hours. In a separate statement on Twitter, Jerry Nadler, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, where any impeachment proceedings against the president would officially begin, noted, quote, Robert Mueller clearly and explicitly is not exonerating the president. And we must hear from Attorney General Barr about his decision-making and see all of the underlying evidence for the American people to know all the facts. He continued, quote, there must be full transparency in what special counsel Mueller uncovered to not exonerate the president from wrongdoing. DOJ owes the public more than just a brief synopsis and decision to not go and to not not to go any further in their work. Nadler also repeated the earlier point from the joint statement with the other Democratic chairs of the key House committees, uh, saying that uh, given the 22 months Mueller spent investigating Trump, the two days that Barr spent boiling down his work, is not sufficient. The House Judiciary Committee Chair said he intends to call Barr to testify very soon uh, before a, a hearing. Well, there is a crude saying about opinions that I cannot repeat on the radio, but the the saying ends. You know what it is, does? <laughs> yes, the, the saying, saying ends. Uh, but it ends <laughs> concerning opinions. Everybody's got one. Indeed. Well, over the past 24 hours or so since Trump's attorney general released a four page summary report on Mueller's two year probe, there have been tons of opinions from elected officials and TV pundits and newspaper columnists about what it all means and what what it all should lead to uh, what should happen next. I may have a few of my own thoughts and opinions along the way. So might Desi Doyen. Uh, But as we're back live at the KPFK studios today after our spring fun drive and finally able to open the phone lines to you, I would very much like to hear what you have to say about all of this, because I suspect you may have opinions as well. And by the way, thank you to those who support uh, crucial, independent, non-corporatized media here at KPFK in Los Angeles and on the Pacifica Radio Network. Uh, Those who participated in our recent fund drive, it means the world and is, frankly, as important as ever as we proceed through this mess, this dark chapter in American history and on to hopefully the brighter 2020 elections. Our number will be 818-985-5735 if you'd like to jot it down now, 818-985-KPFK. If you want to queue up now with your uh, thoughts on the events of the last 24, 48, 72 hours as the special counsel is said to have wrapped up his probe into alleged Russian interference in the 2016 election, potential coordination with the Trump campaign and Donald Trump's attempted obstruction of the investigation itself over the past two years since he fired FBI Director Jim Comey for, as he said himself, that whole Russia thing. But here's the thing. For all the opinions that have been flying over the past day or two in the wake of uh, Attorney General Barr's summarized report of special counsel Mueller's report, in fact, very little, if any, information is actually known about Mueller's report. Barr's uh, summarized uh, account includes about, I think, 19 words or something in total that were directly taken from Mueller's voluminous report. The rest was all his own summary and uh, the announcement of the decision that he made, along with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, to not prosecute Trump for obstruction. Despite Mueller's own decision, as at least as characterized by Barr, to not come to a conclusion himself about obstruction of justice, and um, and and Mueller's explicit statement, as quoted from his report by Barr, that the probe was in direct contradiction of Trump and the White House, not an exoneration of the president on that matter, he was very clear. So. In truth, we know next to nothing about the special counsel's work above and beyond that four-page report issued Sunday by Bill Barr. So you should know that all of the opinions and all of the thoughts from all of the politicians and the pundits and the media have been based only on those four pages, that four-page summary written by Attorney General Barr who has his own conflicts of interest, and written in less than 48 hours after presumably thousands and thousands of pages of material were turned into him on Friday afternoon. So, before we get to your thoughts on all of this, and again, 818-985-5735 will be our phone number, let's just make sure that we are all talking about the same thing which is Barr's report of the Mueller report. And since I, I I like to work from source documents, let's start there and work through what Barr actually said and did not say. And then we'll get to your calls on it and the many questions that it raises and leaves unanswered at this hour. It's just you and me and Desi and uh, callers uh, today. Because, you know what, if you want experts and pundits, you can find them on cable news, you can find them on network news, you can find them everywhere else. I just want to make sure we're all talking about the same thing, this source material and these not even four pages of information that we have about this two-year investigation by the Republican, Robert Mueller. So this is a Barr's letter to the uh, chairs of the uh, intel, uh, the judiciary committees in both the House and Senate, Republicans and Democrats alike. So the Republican chair uh, in the Senate and the ranking member in the Senate, the Democratic chair in uh, of the uh, Judiciary Committee in the House and the ranking member Republican in the House— um, he says, I'm writing today to advise you of the principal conclusions reached by special counsel Robert Mueller and to inform you about the status of my initial review of the report he has prepared. This is Barr's letter from Sunday. On Friday, he says, the special counsel submitted to me a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions. Declination meaning declining to prosecute. Um This is required by regulation. Uh, The report is entitled, quote, report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, unquote. Barr says, although my review is ongoing, I believe that it is it is in the uh, public interest to describe the report and to summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel and the results of his investigation. The report explains that the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that members of the presidential campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election or sought to obstruct the related federal investigation. So uh, talking about uh, the Russian government's efforts, it seems to uh, the Barr's summary here, as well as uh, Mueller's report itself, if we can believe Barr's description of it, uh, seems to take for granted the intelligence community's conclusions um That, in fact, Russia did interfere in some way with the 2016 presidential election. So the question is, did Team Trump coordinate or conspire with them in doing so in some fashion that would be unlawful? That is the collusion that Donald Trump likes to refer to so often. Back to Barr here. He says in the uh, in the report, the special counsel noted that in completing his investigation, Mueller employed 19 lawyers who were assisted by a team of approximately 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, and other professional staff. The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, issued almost 50 orders authorizing use of pen registers, made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. That is what Barr is summarizing 48 hours later in this four-page report. He goes on to write, the special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with his investigation, all of which have been publicly disclosed. But Barr doesn't summarize that. In fact, the efforts resulted in some 35 indictments, including uh, more than 20 Russians and um, convictions and or guilty pleas for at least six top Trump officials or associates Barr does not mention that for some reason. During the course of his investigation, the special counsel also referred several matters to other offices for further action. So uh, there is uh, presumably still to come some further action. Uh, according to Barr here, so this is not necessarily over by a long shot. The report does not recommend any further indictments, he says, nor did the special counsel obtain any sealed indictments that have yet to be made public. So Robert Mueller did not uh, indict the president with a sealed indictment to be unsealed after he left office. That did not happen, according to Barr. He says, I uh, go on below to summarize the principal conclusions set out in the special counsel's report. Uh, First, he starts with Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. He says the special counsel's report is divided into two parts. The first describes the results of the special counsel's investigation. Into Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The report outlines uh, the Russian effort to influence the election and documents crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. The report further explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which he says would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, quote, This is the first quote we've actually had from the actual uh, Mueller report. Quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. So uh, it did not establish that, according to Barr, but it doesn't expressly say whether Robert Mueller ruled it out. It didn't happen found the evidence to to determine it did not happen or just that he could not find uh, any evidence of it or that he could not find evidence of it that would be prosecutable in some fashion. That's something we don't know. That's something we can only learn when the uh, Mueller report, the actual report, is actually released. The special counsel's investigation determined that there were two main Russian efforts to influence the 2016 election, um, it describes the uh, the Internet Research Agency, a Russian organization, and their effort to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the U.S. to sow social discord, eventually with the aim of interfering with the election. Uh, as noted above, Barr says the special counsel did not find that any U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with that group, that IRA, Internet Research Agency, in its efforts. Although the special counsel brought criminal charges against the number of Russian nationals and entities in connection with those activities. The second element. Involved in the Russia portion here, the Russian government's efforts to conduct computer hacking operations uh, were designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found that Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails from persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party organizations And publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. Now, they still offer, we still have no evidence actually offered for that claim that it was Russia who hacked those emails, but that has been the working uh, U.S. presumption uh, after the, uh, the, the conclusions offered by the um, intelligence community. They did not offer any evidence for it. They just offered their conclusions. Presumably, they have such evidence. Because, as Barr goes on to write, based on these activities, the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers for conspiring to hack into computers in the U.S. for purposes of influencing the election. But, as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government efforts, despite, quote, multiple offers from Russian-affiliated Uh, individuals to assist the Trump campaign. Then we get to the obstruction of justice part, and this is the main point of contention uh, in Barr's report on uh, Mueller's report. The report's second part, he writes, addresses a number of actions by the president, most of which have been the subject of public reporting, most but not all, he doesn't say all, Uh, So there are presumably some things he may have done to obstruct the investigation that we do not know about that have not been reported publicly. Barr says uh, that the special counsel um, that these are the uh, actions that the special counsel investigated as potentially raising obstruction of justice concerns after making a thorough factual investigation. That's a quote. Into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards, governing prosecution and declination decisions, but ultimately the special counsel determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. The special counsel, therefore, did not draw any conclusion one way or the other as to whether the conduct constituted obstruction of justice. Instead, for each of the relevant actions that were investigated, the report sets out evidence on both sides of the equation and leaves unresolved what the special counsel views as, quote, difficult issues of law and fact concerning whether the president's actions and intent could be viewed as obstruction. In other words, Uh, What Mueller appears to have done is said these are the potential conflicts. Here's the argument for them being a violation of law. Here's the argument for them not being a violation of law. The argument for them being prosecutable, even if they are a violation of law, or not prosecutable, even if they are a violation of law. Barr goes on to write, the special counsel states that, quote, while this report does not conclude... The president committed a crime. It also does not exonerate him. That, again, is one of the very few words that are actually quoted from the Robert Mueller report. It does not exonerate him, said Mueller. Uh, That comment is also in direct contradiction to the claims from the White House itself, from Donald Trump, Himself, that the special counsel uh, somehow exonerated him, it decidedly and specifically did not do so. That despite the victory lap you may have heard and seen from Republicans over the past uh, 24 hours or so saying that the president has been totally, completely exonerated by Robert Mueller, that would be a lie. The special counsel's decision, uh, Barr continues, to describe the facts of his obstruction investigation without reaching any legal conclusions, leaves it to the attorney general, the one who was appointed by Donald Trump just a few weeks ago, leaves it to the attorney general to determine whether the conduct described in the report constitutes a crime. Now, uh, William Barr has always been opposed to Any obstruction case against this particular president before he was attorney general uh, under Trump, Barr wrote an unsolicited memo last year in June of 2018 to top Justice Department officials that many have described as an audition for the job of A.G., of Trump's A.G., saying in that memo that he believed an obstruction case against Trump was, quote, fatally misconceived. So, before he even saw the evidence, this was long before he had reviewed any of the special counsel's material. Um, it, but that was simply Bill Barr's own bias coming into this case that many, including myself, would argue present a conflict of interest for William Barr to oversee this particular probe, much less make the decision in less than 48 hours as to whether uh, there was criminal conduct. Uh, or impeachable conduct, even uh, 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 under obstruction of justice. Our friend Mark Joseph Stern at Slate writes that uh, as uh, as President uh, Barr wrote in his memo, Trump has constitutional authority over all executive agencies, prosecutorial decisions as well as subordinate personnel. In other words, Mark writes, the chief executive is lawfully empowered to interfere with investigations and fire inferiors if if he does so, even if he does so, for a flagrantly corrupt reason. Prosecuting uh, Prosecuting the president for doing so, Barr insisted in his memo, would, quote, impermissibly burden the exercise of core discretionary powers within the executive branch. Or, put simply, says Mark, when the president does it, that means it is not illegal. And it was left to that guy to determine if Trump unlawfully obstructed justice in this case, for example, by firing James Comey for what Trump described as the Russia thing. Back to uh, Barr here. After reviewing the special counsel's final report on these issues, consulting with department officials, including the Office of Legal Counsel, and applying the principles of federal prosecuting, uh, prosecution that guide our charging decisions, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. An obstruction of justice offense offense. Uh, They didn't conclude that he did not obstruct justice, but if he did, it was not an offense, at least not a prosecutable one. Uh, Now, perhaps that's because Barr doesn't believe any obstruction by a president would constitute an offense, as we can read in Barr's own memo before he was hired for the job. Conflict of interest much? Barr goes on to explain that his determination was made without regard to and is not based on the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment and criminal prosecutions of a sitting president. That's the issue of whether, even if they had found something prosecutable uh, uh, under uh, obstruction of justice, that a sitting president even can be prosecuted. The Department of Justice has had guidelines based on some pretty weak uh, 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 elements, frankly, if you ask me, that a president, sitting president, cannot be indicted. Hard to imagine that a president could walk out, pick up a gun, shoot someone in the head, and we would be told, "Oh, he can't be indicted. You can't indict a sitting president for murder." But that's uh, the argument that the DOJ has uh, made for a long time, and Barr here says that did not come into uh, did not come into play. They didn't even have to get that far because he and Rosenstein had already decided uh, that we would not uh, recommend any sort of prosecution for this president for obstruction of justice. Barr says, in making this determination, we noted that the special counsel recognized that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to Russian election interference and that while not determinative, the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. What they're suggesting here is, hey, there was no underlying crime. Nobody conspired uh, with Russia. Nobody coordinated with Russia, at least when it comes to the uh, affecting the 2016 election. Therefore, if there's no crime, then there's nothing to obstruct. Barr writes, generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction, the government would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in obstructive conduct with a, a sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no actions that in our judgment, our judgment being his and Rod Rosenstein, Both appointees of the president uh, in cataloging that president's actions uh, in our judgment, he says uh, there is uh, no actions that constitute obstructive conduct, had a nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding or were done with corrupt intent, each of which under the department's principles of prosecution, guiding, charging decisions would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt in order to establish an obstruction of justice offense. They would have to prove all of those things to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, how about a preponderance of evidence? If not a reasonable doubt, is there a preponderance of evidence for one or more of those three things that Donald Trump committed the crime of obstruction of justice? We don't know. That is not in this four-page summary of uh, Robert Mueller's report, so we don't know. Maybe it's not in there. Maybe it's not in Mueller's report either. But we don't know. We haven't seen the report. We're going on this conflicted guy's summary of that thousands and thousands of page report. Um, anyway, uh, so that is not clear. Now, uh, David Chris, who ran the National Security Division of the Justice Department during the Obama administration, said that it was notable that Barr and Rosenstein came to a conclusion about the president's actions within 48 hours of receiving Mueller's final report, submitted late on Friday. Chris said Attorney General Barr, in the space of a weekend, is able to make the judgment that Mueller precisely avoided making and described as being, quote, difficult. After a two-year investigation on the merits, then, uh, Chris said Barr and Rosenstein, both Trump appointees, together have reached the question that Mueller specifically avoided reaching, and they reached it very rapidly, he said. Well, they sure did, didn't they? Two Trump appointees ultimately decided that the man who appointed them did not commit a crime. Now, do you suppose if the situation had been switched and let's say two Democratic presidential appointees had decided that a Democratic president did not commit a crime, that Republicans would be totally cool with that, that they would be out there saying, well, the Democratic president has been vindicated. He should take or she should take a victory lap. Do you think they would be doing that? Uh, Ken White over at The uh, Atlantic observes, quote, we don't know whether Barr concluded that the president didn't obstruct justice or whether he couldn't obstruct justice because of Barr's previously expressed opinion that a president can't obstruct justice in one of his own federal agencies. So uh, that's Barr's uh, opinion that he's made clear previously. So we are left not knowing. Ken White argues uh, Barr's lightning-fast judgment certainly points toward the latter possibility, uh, that uh, Barr believes a president couldn't obstruct justice.
3: And I just want to, if I could, add one quick note to that. Um So Barr, as you mentioned, wrote that memo before in which he preemptively attacked the obstruction part of Mueller's investigation, saying that, you know, you can't do that. Uh, You can't... uh, A president can't obstruct justice by by definition. Right. And then, remember, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein was also part of the process of firing James Comey, which was what ostensibly triggered the whole obstruction of justice investigation in the first place. So... Barr and Rosenstein both decided for themselves yep. to make this decision yep. regarding whether the president obstructed an obstruction of justice or right. whether he should disclose any of that or any of that. So.
1: Incredibly huge okay. uh, conflicts of interest. No, you straight. you have that straight. You are absolutely so, so, right. I mean,
3: because basically they have really compelling reasons yep. that they should have recused themselves yep. from making any decision about whether Trump obstructed justice. Right.
1: Okay. Now, the rest of the. That's and they exactly did it right. anyway.
3: They made that decision. And they anyway. made
1: it anyway. They decided, well, we're not going to do it. And they did it in hours. They did it in less than 48 hours. The rest of There's uh, another a paragraph or two, but it goes on to basically talk about uh, what uh, a bar will consider releasing publicly from this report. Uh, after they check with various regulations what can and cannot be uh, released. So that is all. That is it. That is all we have to work from right now. That's it. All of it. Every opinion you've heard over the past 24 hours is based on just that, and that alone because that's all we know about Mueller's report as delivered to Bill Barr and Bill Barr's determination, along with Rosenstein, that the president did not commit an obstruction of justice offense. As noted, uh, all of this raises many more questions than it answers right now, at least until material from the actual Mueller report is released, if it ever is. But let's take a break, come back with uh, perhaps some of those many questions. And as importantly for now, your thoughts on all of this. I want to hear what you think. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, If you're listening live in the Southern California area or anywhere else, operators are standing by. What does all of this mean? What do you still want to, uh, to know about? How will this affect the Trump presidency, the Democratic congressional investigations, and maybe even the 2020 presidential elections at this early, and I would argue it is very early, Uh, 818-985-5735. Quick break, and we are back with your calls. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. Same as it ever was. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com taking your calls 818-985-5735 You can also tweet me. I am the Bradblog. You can drop me email as well. I'm Bradcast at Bradblog.com Eric B. writes in to say, Brad, I suspect Mr. Trump has just been reelected. He is going to skate now. If you thought he was intolerable before, you ain't seen nothing yet. He's now invulnerable even to his own tweets. All we can hope for is that another survivor from his Homeworld will arrive to retrieve or destroy him. I, for one, am going to gr- uh, going to ground with some dissident squirrels. We're going to read to reread Dumas and Sabatini, drink hot chocolate, and fix some pallets for the ragtag followers of lost causes who will surely need a safe place to kip. We will leave a heads up. A heads-up call for 2024, this is going to be a very dangerous era. Keep well, Eric B., your faithful curmudgeon. Uh, let's go to John in Los Angeles. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. So what's your thoughts on uh, on the Barr report, on the Mueller report?
4: Uh, yeah, more garbage, more fake thriller. And uh, that guy who did that uh, tweet, he's like, this just solidified Trump's re- uh, election. And in fact, it did worse. It further endangered not just our democracy, but our planet. And the reason why I said it is because all this hype on oh, this Mueller report were playing a dangerous game with two superpowers that can end the world in less than 30 minutes, because it takes 30 minutes for a Minuteman missile to leave right. Missouri yeah. and
1: hit Moscow. Yeah, John, what's the dangerous game?
4: The dangerous game is the fourth estate drilling this, this PSYOP into everybody's head. When what's the, head, and,
1: head and what's with the PSYOP, John? What's the PSYOP?
4: Look. Everybody, well, everybody I know that's in the real world know that this Trump thing really don't matter. The election is ran by the oligarchs.
1: Okay, so 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 the election. And
4: the so
1: whatever happened in the election doesn't matter. Whatever the president does to obstruct justice or uh, uh, commit crimes doesn't matter, as you're concerned.
4: Uh, senior Bush obstructed justice in the major way possible. You remember that Christmas gift game?
1: All right, so that's the two wrongs make a right uh, theory, John?
4: No, that's the two wrongs (laughs) make it a reality.
1: Okay. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate
4: it. I'm scared of this thing. is getting of All
1: right. I hear you.
4: It's too deadly. We got people that can destroy our planet yeah. and we can do the same. All right.
1: I hear you. I hear you, uh, John. Don't be scared. Uh, let's uh, have some accountability instead. Let's go to Andy in Winnetka. Hey, Andy. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Hey. I love your show. Thank you. Thank um, you.
0: It just it doesn't pass the smell test. They're not releasing this thing. They're covering something up. It reminds me of when Ralph Nader, remember when he ran a second time and then he had to withdraw because he was being threatened? I got a sneaky suspicion Mueller was somehow, you know, told to, to get this thing in quickly. Because, look, a stone hasn't even been tried yet. A lot of steps haven't been taken. Jared Kushner was never brought up. For lying to Congress and for the fact mm-hmm. the, the back deal with Russia you know back channel and, I, I, and all of that was collusion you know it's obvious he, he's been colluding obviously in front of us every day the, the president who
1: he's been coll- he's been colluding to do what
0: Yeah. he's been he has been uh, uh, definitely obstructing justice and he's colluding because he took the word of, of Vladimir Putin in Helsinki over, over Dan Coates' his own intelligence uh chief okay
1: fair okay. enough well let me let me just uh, clarify uh, actually one thing uh you refer to Ralph Nader dropping out cuz of threats to his family i think you were talking about Ross Perot just uh, p- to be straight I'm on those facts I'm there sorry i'm sorry I yeah. Ross Perot no 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 that's okay and i, I agree with you as far as um uh, obstruction of justice that to me is pl- as plain as day as far as colluding though r- you know i would say Perhaps deferring to Russia, he uh, clearly likes Vladimir Putin, and that is uh, fine. And speaking sort of to John's point, I'm not against better relationships with uh, with Russia. So, uh, agreeing and deferring to Putin does is not collusion. That, in and of itself, is not a crime. What we're looking about or talking about here is uh, specifically cooperating, uh, conspiring to essentially steal the 2016 election
0: okay well, okay, well what was yeah. what was uh, stone just indicted for he was indicted for wikileaks and cohen just said that stone was communicating with you know with uh donald trump on that so that's colluding isn't it and that has he hasn't even gone up on trial for that so well, he, he, he okay in prematurely okay in my opinion All right, and he got You saw the thing, and now they're covering the whole thing up. That's what it looks like to me. I I hear you.
1: I hear you. All right, that may be. And I will I had hoped, uh, I'm not going to have time today, I suspect, but I hope to go into more about what uh, Stone was actually uh, charged with. And I don't know that, well, we'll talk about whether that's collusion another time. Let's stick with your calls. 818-985-5735. Diane in Los Angeles. Hey, Diane, welcome to the broadcast.
5: Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'm, I'm really perturbed, and I'm bothered about a so-called representatives. Um, but um, I heard him, as well as the world heard uh, Trump say on national television and international television, uh, Russia, hey, if you have anything you can give me on Hillary Clinton, what is that? that I, right, right away, I remember taking mm-hmm. my pen and writing in my book, Treason. How dare you do that uh, on uh, an American um, attacking someone who was a first lady, who's an intelligent, dynamic woman, whether you like her or not? Um, and uh, I also think that um, that uh, this barman is his man. I also do believe that many people are showing a sort of a uh, a little bit of a fear of Trump. He runs around like this big ugly bully, and he is ugly, uh, <laughs> ugly bully. Uh, every, every time I can't stand it. Every time I see him on TV, and he makes that weird face with his mouth and all. That's and just I his regular him. face. He That's can't his. Can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. And then he's saying um, he's constantly threatening people. And so, um, I really wish our representatives would start acting like they're our representatives. But also, we need to get rid of the um, electoral college.
1: All right. Well, speaking of a somewhat separate issue there, would you like to see impeachment of this president, Diane? Uh,
5: if you have the ability to do so, well, I am so. am so. I was always a little flabbergasted that, in my opinion, Clinton was impeached. For having a personal relationship that really had to do with him, his wife, his God, his church, himself, it didn't really have to do with all of us. And yet they impeached him, and that was Republicans yeah. who thought to do it. And they—they, it's—it's a very—it's an imbalance, as though Democrats have always had to kind of get off their butt and try to catch up with uh, the very aggressive and um, bombastic Republicans. Uh, yeah. They're, they're bullies and they'll kind of do anything. We've already seen that with the so-called white supremacist movement because if you go back in history, they are the KKK. I mean, they are the people who would kill you. They will lynch you or whatever they want to do. And they basically are the lineage of that. And people in America need to realize that. You, you cannot be a little wimp. So if you're not going to be, have some strength and some guts, Yep. You are not the one who should be in office.
1: Thanks Diane, I I appreciate all of those uh all of those thoughts. All of them smart ones. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, let's hit Will in Santa Barbara. Hey Will, welcome to the broadcast.
2: Hey Brad. Hey Will. Thanks for taking me. Sure. So I'm an Iraq War veteran. I'm a raised a strong Democrat. Mm-hmm. And my my take on this is that um this, this has now been confirmed in most people's eyes, whether it's true or not, but most people now think that this is, in fact, a witch hunt. And what's happened... The, Where did
1: you, Im- you get that impression, Will?
2: Well, my impre- I, I believe I saw a statistic that said over fifty percent of people now agree with Trump that it's a, that it's a witch hunt.
1: When did you when did you see that today? Because uh, previously, no, that is absolutely counter to the facts, counter to the polling, and the majority of the people do believe that uh, 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 a Mueller's probe is completely legitimate.
2: Oh no, no, no! I I, I think it's I, I think it's legitimate to probe into it, to, to, to look to investigate into all these things. But if you're familiar with the book Shattered that came out about Hillary Clinton's campaign, it was meant to be the uh, the story of the first female presidency. Mm-hmm. But of course, they ended up having to cover what actually happened, and they they put in that book that this Russia story was settled on within 24 hours after the loss to Trump. As this is the this is the reason that they wanted to spin why it happened. So my mm-hmm. my point is that most people I. Th- this is my experience mm-hmm. is that most people think that MSNBC, CNN, now these news sources that have been pushing this mm-hmm. are actually fake, fake news. So what I'm saying is that anybody who runs in 2020 who doesn't have a clear differentiation from that mainstream establishment press and DNC, I'd call it, mm-hmm. anybody who's not differentiated from that strongly has absolutely no shot against Trump now. So what I'm saying is, it better be Bernie or nobody else. He's the only person, (laughs) okay, differentiated. All right, the only person who's going to be differentiated from the 2020 from from the DNC right now. All right, I appreciate that. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I want to get get to. I, I know. I love You love Bernie Sanders. I got it. Uh, and I appreciate the call. I do. There's just a lot of folks I want to try to get to. Uh, and there are also, aside from Bernie, uh, who I love, there's also a lot of other uh, candidates who are running as well on the Democratic side. Let me do this. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with uh, just a few more of your calls. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the broadcast. <laughs>
3: And thanks. Yeah.
1: Remember when Trump used to play that uh, during the 2016 campaign at the end of his uh, campaign rallies?
3: He still plays it.
1: Does he? Yeah. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. I'm going to try to fly through as many of you as I can, as quickly as I can. don't mean to be too terse or call, uh, cut anybody off, but I want to see uh, get as many voices as we can here in the last few minutes. We have Rick in San Pedro. Welcome to the Bradcast, sir. Go.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, this is the biggest fake and phony thing I've ever seen. Uh, Robert Mueller is his father was a Nazi. You got the government full of Nazis since the '30s and the '40s. <laughs> yeah. You brought him here earlier
1: right. in the
0: '40 40, '44. Come on, man.
1: So These it's fake. So it's a fake. It's...
0: They're not looking into no Trump. They're, they're, they're not. And all that that's just a lot of waste of money and time.
1: Okay, so you're saying you're saying they're not even trying that that Mueller is on Trump's side is what you're saying, right?
0: No, I'm just saying that th- this is all just a, a play acting from the corporate government. Okay. Governance, that's all this is. And uh, they wasted 25 to 30 million dollars. Of our taxpayers' money Actually, as it turns people.
1: out, Rick uh, We're going to be bring, bringing in We're taking in more money Thanks to all of the fines and convictions We're actually taking in more money to the government Than this uh, this investigation cost But I appreciate oh, your uh man, come on Yeah, <laughs> sorry That's got to be a joke Peter. I know, I know Facts are troublesome yeah. Thanks, Rick I appreciate the call Let's go to Julia really quick Hey, Julia Welcome to the broadcast from uh, L.A. Hey, Julia
6: Hey, Brad, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for bringing up this topic. You know, Brad, I I just want to say that I think it's time to move on. I think we have bigger issues with Trump. And to keep continually wasting time on this, as you can see by this probe Mm -hmm. and the report, we need to move on. He's doing a lot more than this, and we really don't need to be focusing on Russia. And kind of like an old Cold War, why would we want to do that? There's enough corruption with this guy. Mm -hmm. We don't need to bring in Russia. And I I really appreciate your show, but you sure dwell on it a lot. I do? I think it's time to work on something else now?
1: Julia, you must not listen to my program very much, because I think I've been pretty clear over the past, uh, what, two or three years since this has come up that I have been quite dubious, actually, about the charges that uh, the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia. I've been dubious that Russia uh, even—what they may— or may not have done in our election. Uh, you should go back and listen to some of our shows. We do them five days a week, and uh, I have been I a skeptical... I you do, but like even today,
6: yeah. uh, this is a Democratic problem, the Democratic Party problem. I appreciate you bringing this up, but I just can't wait till we really, everybody, not just you... We get to the really important thing. Well,
1: I hear you, Julia, but you know what? A president who commits a felony crime, and not just one felony crime, but a lot of felony crimes. A president who has committed felony campaign finance fraud conspiracy that one of his conspirators is going to jail for, that's Michael Cohen, and that the fact that he... The president who directed the Kent conspiracy is not yet being held accountable in any way is something that I have a huge problem with. And I have a huge problem with the fact that Bill Barr, the AG, seems to have completely overlooked all of those issues in this uh, four page summary, pretending that the president was exonerated. So uh, we're not moving on from anything until there we see uh, justice here. Yeah.
6: From colluding with Russia, just to get clear with you, the conspiracy is with Russia?
1: No, the conspiracy, the one that I was just referring to as far as campaign finance, uh, regards exactly. the, uh, the, the payoffs uh, to these uh, women, these hush money payoffs. But yes, Perfect. there was also a thing of value that was received from Russia, uh, according to all of the reports that we have, in this case, the meeting to give dirt on Hillary Clinton. That is a campaign finance violation as well. You can't do it. And uh, so there's a lot wrapped up here, uh, Julia, and I don't mean to go off on you because I really do appreciate your call. But You're now going like, off on me. All right. No I, I appreciate it. Call us back uh, next week. I appreciate it. Let me uh, – do we have uh, 10 seconds for Morris, who I love and I miss? Go, Mo. You got 10 seconds, brother. Oh, Moe. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Go. Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me, man? Brett. I can. Go. <laughs> Brett, I'm here. Go too late. Sorry, Mo. I love you. Calls back. Uh, my thanks to our producer, Desi and to my board operator, D'Angelo Jones, to all of you guys for calling in. Drop me an email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the BradBlog. And uh, if you missed any portion of today's show, download it from bradblog.com. We will see you again tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.